You're listening to Majestic Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Sanderson, and each episode will be a co-creation with a special guest. Thanks for listening, and we're ready to get started now. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today with Empress Angala, who has been exploring the art of self-love and ritual for a number of years. She is a social worker by profession and is also a certified yoga instructor, Reiki practitioner, and student of spiritual herbalism. She walks closely with those who came before her and works with others to cultivate and document their legacy. Welcome. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited to explore together and what I'm called to ask a little mm. bit about first mm -hmm. uh, is this idea of self-love and ritual. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, I, I've seen your work focus on it and I've mm -hmm. seen it grow and grow over time, mm -hmm. which has been very special to witness, uh, to be honest. Thank you. Thank you. And I wonder if you can start by sharing a bit about like what self-love means mm -hmm. for you. What's that concept mean to, to you? Yeah, so for me, self-love is all about acceptance um, and recognizing that there is no need for anything additional. Like you have, you are enough. Um, and from that space, from that understanding, you can then begin to just be in a state of expansiveness anything is possible and it doesn't necessarily mean the material sense um because i think in a lot of ways um there are sometimes teachings that will say then you can have this amount of cars and like this amount of money and and not life is not that way but in expansiveness in the way of just being you know and so I believe that that is the core foundation. Um, and so that's, that's the journey. That's, that's what, um, that I, you know, realizing for myself that, you know, I need to really cultivate what love means for me in order to be my truest self on this earth as, you know, um, that. And that began with claiming my name. You know, you know me as Roxanne. That's how we met. True. But in, uh, in, in the journey of really claiming self-love, I uh, really place at the forefront my middle name, Ngala, which means place of the lion. Um, in Shangan, the people in Mozambique. Um, and Empress is, you know, regal. It's the queen. And so Empress Ngala, you know, she who is regal. Mm. and who is connected the place the sitting place of the lion and so uh that's that's you know very clear to me it's okay know who you are remember who you are and i think that that's all our journey is to reconnect to that piece yeah thank you for sharing that my hand went to my heart mm -hmm. as you were describing that reclamation mm -hmm. process and I'm still feeling it like really mm -hmm. vibrate there yeah 
it it feels like that would have been a moment of power or something like I wonder just I'm spontaneously thinking about self-love and this process of stepping into yourself Mm -hmm. how did that feel I think it was gradual you know it wasn't there was a moment it was very easy but the process has not been you know this year for like for a lot of people 2020 has been really a challenging year for me I've had to really proclaim myself because it, it felt like if I didn't like I didn't I had to reclaim myself because it felt like if I didn't to be not to be more than that I probably wouldn't exist anymore you know and I want to exist I want to thrive and I recognize that I had to let go of in a lot of ways being in a space of trying to prove that I'm worthy, right? And, and so, yeah, the, the, it, it, it was a gradual process. Um, it began with me saying no. Hmm. Um, if, you know, if you were to ask, how did it truly began, began, begin? Like some of the work happened, you know, for years. But in terms of this uh, proclamation, uh, it was when I was like, I will no longer accept this kind of treatment and environment. It, it, it began when I said no to a toxic job. And it was some, a place where I was working in for a short time. I was making a lot of money. And in the space of a short time, I went to the doctors twice. And the second one was where I thought I was having a heart attack. And so in August, I was just sitting in front of someone who was being not in the highest vibration to be, <laughs> to be, you know, very woo about it, but just really not just saying things that I was just looking in at that time, I would say, after the heart, the, the heart reminder, right, that I thought was mm-hmm. <laughs> a heart attack, I was like, wait, I need to really put spirit first in order to make it out. And so I was dressing in white. You know, white is a, a great, uh, it reflects back. It, you don't absorb. And so, you know, being in Zoom meetings every day, which can also pull energy, I believe, I had to find, I was constantly in ritual. And so by the time in August, it was very clear to me, like, okay, it's now or never, because if you continue, you're not going to be who you are anymore. If you're going to, if you're going to align with this, you can't, you can't choose, you know, you cannot choose and, and, and you have to be clear. Um, so yeah, so it, 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 it was in, in, in a particular way, it wasn't saying no to that. And then in terms of connecting to the self-love piece, I didn't know how to frame it, like how I know how to frame it now. But one of the first th- things I did after leaving that job was to 
create a self-love altar to, you know, to the inner child within myself. That just made me smile. Yeah. How, how did you do that or know to do that? It just came to me because, you know, um, as I said, it was just, you know, I've had for a while, like, you know, I, in 2009, when I went back, I'm from Jamaica originally, was born there, raised mostly in Brooklyn. Um, you know, Brooklyn is my heart, but also Jamaica, I've come to discover it in a different way. But in 2009, I went to see my grandma, who, my maternal grandma, who at the time was turning 80. So our family flew down there. And um, one morning, I started hearing voices speaking in another language over me. And I was like, okay, what is this? <laughs> and so that began the journey of hearing um, mm. guidance in a different way. I've had dreams and, you know, and things like that, but it was just a little bit different. And, you know, there were times when I listened and there were a lot of times when I didn't. Um, and I think by the time in August, when I was like, it was very clear to me, I, I have a, you know, I come from a religious Christian background and have explored other religions, um, uh, converted to Islam at one point. Um, and now I embody so many pieces, but the constant is this relationship with the most high, with God, um, how anybody, you know, anyone wants to call the oneness of all things. And I've learned to really pay attention to the voice. And so when it was, when I was guided, like, you need to create a self-love altar. And, and and what came to me is I need to put at the core of it, a picture of me as a little girl. And so I put a picture, I wrote a note to myself of how I wanted to show up. And I think it also began at one point, I saw a picture of myself as a little girl and you know, a few, few months before that. So I think I did the self-love altar in September and a few months before that, I posted on Instagram a picture of me and my schoolgirl, my, my uniform. I remember seeing that. <laughs> and I said, I'm here now to take care of us. Oh. You know? And, I, and, and, and so I think probably there was a connection there to revisit that little girl um, and to hold space for her, you know, in a different way that I am the adult in this space. And we're going to begin and continue this journey together, but with me at the helm, you know, holding space for us. And so there was a candle, there were candles, pink for love. There were rose, um, rose water and orange blossoms. And um, there was a goddess card that I would pull and, and call. And the first one was Hawthor, which, um, was about receptivity and receiving. So that came up a lot, being open to receiving. And I, and I had to step out on faith because I didn't have a clear plan about how I was going to, as someone who's a planner, <laughs> I had to really like, okay, trust a hundred percent. And it's still very hard. Um, you know, that I'll be taken care of. And so it was, um, writing a note to myself 
you know, um, doing affirmations each day to my younger self and to myself as an adult um, and did it for a, a seven days uh, a week, um, you know, and just whatever came up, honored it, you know, to dance and to connect, to really return to self, you know, um, and then, yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's, I hope I answered your question, but that's, that's how it came to me. And at some point, I think I was in meditation and, you know, I heard you need to claim, like reclaim yourself. You need to step into your power, Empress. Mm. And so Empress Angala. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, you're painting such a beautiful picture of like healing and intimacy. Mm. And there two things have come into my line of thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, one question I'm wondering about is this sense of ritual mm -hmm. that you're, you see, it sounds like you're describing. Um, has that played a role in this um, reclamation mm -hmm. or this journey and like how, how did the ritual start? Was it starting now or is it something that you have worked with before? Mm -hmm. Well, I believe everything is a ritual. Hmm. I believe that every action is a ritual. I think it's really about the intention before it to make it sacred. Uh, I've always been attracted to ritual and trying to find the divine within it. So regardless of what religion I was exploring at the time, it was about the ritual that really drew me in. It was a ritual that kept me engaged. Um, and even in the space of just neutrality around, you know, religion, I was just like, okay, I'm just who I am. I still will find myself. At one point I was working in lower Manhattan in Battery Park. And there was a, it's a beautiful church there. It's a um, Trinity church. And I would go, they would have a midday service and I would just go there to smell the frankincense in the air, mm. you know, um, and just to hear the songs and the hymns. So Ritual to me has always been a part of my life in some way, um, but now my intention is different. Okay, how so? My intention is different. My because now I'm I I'm walking. I feel as if I'm you know, especially as someone as of, of African descent who often we may not have every. Um, on my paternal side, we have a lot of information. I have a cousin who's been doing a lot of um, research and we have a lot of information and have names of ancestors who go back to the 1700s, <laughs> who were Scottish in Jamaica. We have a lot of mix up. <laughs> we have a lot of different, you know, lineages. Um, I mean, a lot of different ethnicities and going through our veins. Um, but as someone who is identified and, and I own my African um, space and, and heritage very closely, they talk about when you see me, you see 10,000, right? Because of all your ancestors before you. Um, and so, you know, 
hearing that voice and wasn't clear about it in 2009 and now you know the journey from that and and um and for some people it may sound a little bit like ooh what is that right but you know the reality is that um the reality for me is that um it has in a lot of ways call it intuition or another sense of self you know of understanding i'm able to trust that voice within me in a different way and with that within with ritual finding ways of making sense right mm. if that makes sense so like making sense of all of this and and finding ways to co-create with the universe and co-create with the divine um at the end of the day each of us is a representation of the most high for ourselves in this life and ritual allows us to connect with the divine in different ways you know and and you know for a lot of different religious people every action is ritual every action is prayer every action is mm -hmm. interaction with divine and so you know for me it begins with intention and and then looking at ways to continue to elevate my relationship with the divine yeah thank you yeah i as I you're hope I'm answering your question. You are absolutely answering yeah. the questions and so eloquently and so beautifully. It's like it's just flowing yeah. from you. So I appreciate your openness. Yeah. Um, and in talking about things that maybe are brand new concepts for mm. some people. So I feel like making them accessible mm -hmm. for people who are, are curious, maybe not yeah. everybody, but maybe everybody yeah has some sense of oh wait i do this thing mm -hmm. every day in this way and it's meaningful to me yeah that is ritual that is ritual yeah From, that's what i hear in what you're describing yeah it makes me think of like all of life as ritual or ceremony yeah, and that's what drew me to Islam. It was, it was, you know, in the Quran, it discussed, it talks about uh, the oneness of all things and the way in which nature, you know, adores the Most High. You know, the way in which Allah is is really embraced by nature. Everything is a praise. Everything is prayer, and that's what really drew me to it. You know, every religion has its own. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of dogma, like I, but I, I for myself was really drawn to that, and and this and and Sufi for me is a big part of Islam as well, and so it's very um, you can it's very vivid in the poetry of the Sufi poets, right? Rumi and Hafiz talks about that, and and constantly searching for the beloved. Mm. And I believe that the beloved is another name for the most high God, you know, um, all the different names for, for, you know, for an entity that cannot truly be contained, you know, but we try. <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> we try, we try to contain it, 
but that's us in our human form doing that. Although it's interesting that word can chain what I'm hearing from you instead of containing is about connecting. Yes, that is it. It's, Which feels different, has a very, different quality. It's different. It is different because for me, what, what, I'm, what is calling for me to, to speak is connecting it to self-love is the inner exploration of ourselves allow us to connect more to divine and the divine within us. And once we're able to do that, we're able to show up differently in how we connect to others because we recognize that within each other as well. It's not all beautiful, you know? Like, you know, I, I think one of the things that's missing from this whole, not missing, I think some people do talk about it and say, so, you know, but life is messy. And that in itself is beautiful. You know, nothing is perfect. And I, and I, and, and that is, that was a part of my journey as well. You know, I was stuck in being a good girl and it wasn't feeding all parts of who I truly am. You know, yeah. it was in a way containing myself, mm. you know, trying to put me in a box and life was just like my dear you are so much more expansive than that let me show you love come walk this path with me let mm. me show you it connect to who you truly are and then all will be revealed for you like it really does and i and i think even that shows up differently in my ritual and even even how i connect with um, you know, my ancestors in that way and honoring them because they are connected to me, you know? And so every everything that I honor is about me and it's not about me, if that makes sense. That makes, you know? that makes sense to me. Yeah. There was this word um, that I learned when I was in AmeriCorps, it's a South African word, and I don't know what language, what group of people it is in, in South Africa, but it's called Ubuntu. And it's like, I am because you are, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, I am because you are. And I think that's what the ancestors are saying too, and that we say back to them. And it's that continuous dance. Um, and we show that that's, that comes up in intentional ritual, you know, or it shows up in um, our everyday just moving and walking. I even look at cooking can be ritualistic, you know, the using of the herbs in our hands and the, the, the you know, I have now, like if I use meat, I give thanks for the animal who the being that is giving life for me to sustain myself and pray that they have a good life. That is ritual. If I'm bringing someone in to eat the food, I pray that they enjoy it as well. You know, and that's important. And, and, and it allows me to look at it in a space of sacredness, you know, everything is sacred. Um, it's not always the case, 
You know, I have to say, side note that since I've become more in tune with this part of myself, I usually didn't curse. And I've, I've thrown out a number of F-bombs. Oh, interesting. It's because I didn't, you know what happened? I never tied, connected to the anger and, and hmm. the true pain that, you know, the number of trauma, you know, the, the job that I had triggered um, some PTSD things. And so some PTSD, experience, PTSD experiences. And so I really had to tap into, you know, like the anger. <laughs> it's important. The anger and, and, and for a number of things that had happened in the past. And then to then look at things in a space of loving kindness and just like, you know what, whatever, like, I'm in another space right now. I have a, a different kind of ownership and, you know, like, but I had to go through that very deep, like September was very deep and dark for me. Most of the summer was dark and, and cause I was, I was in a constant state of fight or flight mode, you know? And then after leaving the job, I had, to, I was just faced with like, choice of like going deep in and 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 sometimes it I was forced to go deep in <laughs> because it's the time I you know I've made a proclamation that I needed that I wanted to I desired to be more in awe of 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 life and living so and before that awe and splendor is like you know when you're washing the old school washing ways you gotta you know use your hand and scrub it out and like you know do a couple of rinses and <laughs> yeah for sure know, before you can get to the, whoo, the 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 beauty but all of it is beautiful though to be honest you know yeah and to even savor those moments even though that like the dark moments like you said Mm. because they're a part of us that maybe we try to contain a little bit more. Yeah, I did. I really did, Heather, for a very long time. And, and showing up for people when I actually needed the space for people to show up for me. I was, it was a lot of, in, upon reflection, it was a lot of... Um, just not honoring my own boundaries. And that's like a very big word now, boundaries. But I still don't know if I know 100% what that is all the time. However, it's very clear to me that I've had to say, you know what, I, and that's part of the self-love piece. It's like accepting all parts of me because I think what was happening is the overdoing and overgiving and over um, paying attention to other people distracted me from paying attention to myself and you know I am in no way stepping into the space of victimhood um it's just in the space of recognition mm. you know which is very different um that at some at, at, at a particular place I was leading as a child looking for acceptance right 
I was still the little girl just wanting to be the good one, wanting to be seen and, and didn't realize that what I did, being treated was good, was, was not connected to what I did, if that made sense. There was this idea like I had to keep on doing in order to be accepted and loved. And I think that there were certain people and personalities that would take advantage of them because of their own places and hurt and brokenness, right? And so a lot of times when you relate to people, you know, it's like meeting like, you know? Mm. And and, and so, you know, I remember I, I went to see a friend and um, I talked about this on one of my lives um, and I was with her and, you know, we spent a really beautiful weekend with her and her kids and her family. And I was getting ready to go on the train and we went to this bookstore. Her sister worked there and, and I was going to get the kids some stuff. And she said, you know, Roxanne, you don't have to give them anything you know, they love you regardless of what you do. And for some reason that I, I had like a big, aha, like mm. a big, like, whoa, this is what I've been doing. I, you know, I am not believing and it's, you know, part of me is like even now reminding myself, it's okay, Roxanne, you did the best that you could. Like now you're in a different kind of understanding and, you know, but Coming into the space that I am enough, that was a part of the journey too, you know? And so um, it's just a very interesting space to, to, to be able to do the dance and recognizing and connecting back to, to that space of like, okay, I'm enough. Yes, absolutely. I, I hear you though. I hear that journey of growth and development mm. to getting to that point. And I like how you shared that recently it also started with this realization of no. Mm-hmm. And I am enough. Yeah. And I don't need to be treated this way. Exactly. Um, yeah. You've shared so much with us mm-hmm. about your journey. And I would love to also hear about how what you have shared here and everything you've been exploring has started to inform new offerings for other people. Right. So can you tell us a bit about how, what they are mm-hmm. and how they started for you? Right. And so, you know, um, it's really about trying to connect first. So I took, uh, I did the yoga teacher training without the intention of becoming a yoga teacher. It was really about, okay, what is happening? Um, I need to figure out because I'm having dreams and things and sim about symbols and I don't understand. And Kathy Calderon, uh, one of our teachers, right. We, Mm -hmm. we, uh, trained under her, um, is also an initiate, initiate um, of the Yoruba t- tradition. And um, a voice told me, like, as part of me said, she can help you. 
as I didn't understand what this, you know, and, and, and to be honest, if, if it didn't come to me in dreams, I would not have accepted. I would think like if someone came to me and said, this is, you know, this is, this is one way of life and blah, 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 I wouldn't have accepted it. But, uh, you know, she was able to assist me in, in learning more about certain parts of African spirituality. And yoga has showed up for me in just getting into my body, especially as someone who had to dis- kind of disassociate myself um, in times of not feeling empowered. Hmm. So um, yoga in, in a lot of ways have allowed me to breathe into my body. And um, so I'm exploring doing that, but I'm also trying to explore right now, providing the space for people to think about utilizing tools to connect to their selves. One of which is yoga, of course, but to connect to the love within themselves, to be able to then step out back into the world, especially with us going through a pandemic right now and it being the winter months and a lot of things are kind of going inward, you know, you know, even without a pandemic, um, it usually is a hard time during the winter months for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I just thought it would be a good time. And I think, and that I think I know that uh, part of the journey is that I was being called to share those gifts, mm-hmm. you know, because I can just tell you that the amount of jobs <laughs> I applied for, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And it kept on coming up. You need to be sharing, you know, what your gifts, you need to be connecting with people. And people are also reaching out to me and saying, and, you know, I was doing Reiki, you know, as well. And um, that's something that I want to explore more and, and, and um, sharing that with others. But really it's that one-on-one individual support and connecting that to herbalism, but really connecting to the spiritual aspect of herbs and plants because they are so wise. They are so giving and they're one of the strongest allies that we can have outside of ourselves mm-hmm. to support us on our journey. That's what I believe. And so I'm, I'm studying right now with another great teacher of mine, um, Empress Karen Rose. I like to say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it's so, you know, it's a one-on-one support that I'm, I'm moving towards, but also working with other friends and, you know, um, associates and people who I've, I've connected to and, and, and we have a connection like you uh, to explore that, you know, and having talks. And um, I've been thinking about what is it that I need and how that can relate to what someone else needs. So I'm doing Wednesday morning live, you know, it's the middle of the week. It's hard, you know, it's just how to get over the hump day. And, and then I'm, I'm planning to do a Friday evening kind of gentle, gentle kind of ending of the week and intro to the, to the week weekend. Um, you know, just for us, for the winter months, so that especially for people who are working from home what is a transition usually it's a commute but now there's no real transition right and so 
hoping that that can provide space for um, others. And, you know, yeah, and just doing different, different kinds of workshops and um, talks that will invite people to, to connect to the love within and, and using that space or other times whenever it feels right to them to, um, to set intention and create their own form of ritual. Yeah. Love how you're sharing it forward and across um, and above and beyond <laughs> into yeah. all these, in all these different ways and formats that you have. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we, we rest on the, the shoulders of our ancestors and our teachers, you know, want to acknowledge them and give thanks to them and sharing their wisdom. Um, we've had so many great teachers that, you know, have trained us. Shakti is another uh, mutual trainer that we have in Reiki. She, I did Reiki one with her. Um, so I give thanks for all of it. And, you know, it's such a great, I'm so grateful for it and grateful for the journey. And all that love that even as you're speaking their names that I'm reflecting in this moment back to different teachers and times. Yeah. There's so much love in what they were offering. It's so much love in what they were offering. And I think one of the things that I really appreciate about them is the vulnerability too. You know, Kathy was, is really big with that. Um, you know, and you know, just, just diving in, diving in. And that's what I'm exploring, how to just truly dive. I may not have all the parts, but I trust that spirit has me. Um, I do. Some days it's a little bit like, okay, are you sure? Uh, are we going to do this? Uh, okay, you sure? Okay, you know, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the, the being held. And how can people find out more about your work and where to find you if they wanted to know more? Sure. So I am on Instagram, Empress Engala, N-G-A-L-A. Um, I'm also in the midst of creating a website. It's actually up already. It's on WordPress, um, Inner Soul Wellness. Um, nice. And so you'll see uh, things that I'm doing. And, and then I'll see where, where this journey takes me. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. There's one more fun part of these podcasts. I know, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so it's speaking of like listening and guidance, even when you're sort of, at least for me, also wondering like, wait, where did that come from? Should mm. I listen to that? Working with the plants and the plant spirits has taught mm -hmm. me a lot about that too and listening to whatever comes and trusting. Mm -hmm. So two plants have come. Mm. And the first one came immediately when we agreed to do this. Mm -hmm. Immediately. And the second one came as we were speaking today. So the first one was hibiscus or is hibiscus. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an ancestral plant for Jamaicans, right? We use it for sorrow. I didn't drink. know that. Yes, but it makes sense. It makes sense. She was there like immediately. Oh. And I haven't worked much with her, but we do have hibiscus growing here on the land we live with. Oh. And 
uh, I really liked hibiscus. I love the ancestral connection. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. But also this like, like she opens and there's all this beauty and then she closes and drops the flower again and then another one opens and mm. then it drops off and then another one opens and it it just at this moment now is feeling like cycles very mm-hmm. like cycles that may be moving through and coming even more and more into yourself or into self-love or beauty like there's such yeah. beautiful flowers yes and there's this like at least for me there's this relishing of them when they're here Mm. like wow you've arrived and then you're gone oh you've arrived and then you're gone (laughs) so it's like expansion and contraction exactly that's so true yeah and so the hibiscus flower is that the same it has because there is the hibiscus flower i have to look at it and then there is um the hibiscus that we use for um medicine is that the same? I've looked into this before and I've yeah. never come up with an answer that I feel confident in. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Okay, because the the hibiscus, we call it sorrow. Like the the way that one is what we use for um well for sorrow the drink around Christmas time. That's a Christmas drink. You know, it has ginger in it, it has a little bit of rum if you want (laughs) (laughs) perfect timing Um, yeah so i look into it but that makes complete sense the hibiscus flower yes and then the other one that came and i can't exactly remember the moment in this conversation when Mm. it was like um red clover oh interesting um so red clover, and I, I'm feeling into this right now, mm-hmm. does have associations with, again, those cycles of the triple goddess mm. and this like maiden mother crone. So like a whole life cycle. So perhaps working with your younger self mm-hmm. as well as growing into this person of, to my mind eldership leadership Mm -hmm. and how you're all of these things Mm -hmm. and red clover can maybe help even more with protection Mm. and and in scottish like and celtic ancestry she's related to bridget so that oh my goodness i have a close relationship with bridget they're amazing oh wow so maybe that's why she came Yes, that's awesome. Oh, go go ahead, ancestors. High five all around. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, yes. I love when that happens. It's like you're in a particular way of understanding, and then someone else like, like look at God. Yes, <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yay! Oh, lovely. Thank you, plants. Thank you, ancestors. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you, you all who came to help us yes. with this podcast today. Yeah. And we're going to close now. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your heart, your compassion, everything with us today. Oh, I, thank I, you. Heather. It means a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to Empress Angala. 
for sharing so much of your heart, your passion, your love with us today. We hope that this podcast will spark something within you who are listening, something that desires to reconnect, to be held, loved, and healed so that you can also thrive. If you'd like to learn more about plant and tree spirits and how to work with them, you can check out my collection of plant and tree spirit short reads available on Amazon. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm. Thank you for listening. With love and magic. Thank you.